Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll deal with just three verses in the 10th chapter of Mark, verses 32 through 34. Mark chapter 10 has already been a very eventful chapter. Now in the middle, Jesus and his disciples are leaving the region of Judea and going back up to Jerusalem. This wasn't just another stop. The passage tells us that those following him were both amazed and afraid on this journey. They knew that for Jesus to be re-entering Jerusalem at this point in his ministry was to risk his life, for they knew the religious leaders of the day had long intended to kill him. So what might that mean for them as Jesus' closest followers? There was reason to be afraid, and Jesus' teaching in these verses probably didn't help relieve their amazement and fear, and likely added to their confusion. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen in Jerusalem that week, and he told them, but they still didn't grasp it all. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Son of Man Will Be Delivered. We saw in Mark 9, verses 30 through 32, this, From there they went out and began to go through Galilee. That was that little circle I told you that they took back through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know about it. So he wasn't going and jumping into the synagogues and preaching and, you know, healing the masses. They were just traveling around and he was teaching the boys. It says, for he was teaching his disciples and telling them. So I call this the second time, but it implies that he did it over the whole time that they were in Galilee. He said, the Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him. And when he's been killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement and they were afraid to ask him. Now, I'm going to show you as we move along in, in Mark here rather shortly. I, I think there are some humanly very understandable reasons why they, they didn't understand that. Well, they certainly didn't want it to be true. Uh, also, there was a, a process that Jesus was taking them through. But there were other things from uh, the eschatology that they had learned and, and, and the mindset that they had about what was going to happen in reality when they got to Jerusalem that I think they thought was going to happen in spite of the plan to murder Jesus. But we'll hold on on that for chapter 11 and following. Now, this third time that Jesus um, predicts what's going to happen to him, he adds more details. This time, we're going to learn that not only was going to be delivered over to the Sanhedrin, but they will condemn him to death. That means there was going to be a trial. They will hand him over to the Gentiles. They can't kill him, but they'll have the Romans do it. They're going to, the Gentiles are going to mock him and scourge him, and this time it is clarified that his death will be by crucifixion. So here's a man on his way to indescribable suffering and his own death. He knows everything that's going to happen, and every step of the way, he's leading the pack. And he's watching out for the ones that he loves 
So he takes them aside and said, guys, I want you to know, here's, what gonna, here's what's going to happen. Now, why did he give them these predictions? Well, John 14, 29, this is the night before he goes to the cross. He says, now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it comes to pass, you may believe. They were still struggling with this even the night before. Remember, they, they were all scattered that night. And then there's John 16, 4, a little bit later that same night. These things I have spoken to you, so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you them. These things I did not say to you at the beginning, because I was with you. Well, I was for three and a half years now. I'm not going to be with you after I die. And then I ascend to the Father. So He's preparing them. Now, Jesus knew full well, not only what was going to happen in Jerusalem, but He knew that His words were not going to sink in that day. He knew they weren't going to get it. But He also knew that the time would come when, taught by the Holy Spirit, these men would put it all together and they would be strong in their faith. And on this day, Jesus takes the twelve aside by themselves to tell them again what would happen. And the first part of what's going to happen, well, that's really clear. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. Now, that would not have made those twelve men happy. Well, maybe Judas secretly happy, but nobody knew about that yet. They knew trouble awaited in Jerusalem. They knew Jerusalem was infested with Pharisees and Sadducees who'd been cooking up a murder plan for over a year and that they nailed it down what they were going to do when um, Jesus raised Lazarus. So they were amazed and fearful, amazed at what Jesus, how Jesus was leading them, fearful about what was going to happen. He says, we're going up to Jerusalem. Next thing he says, the Son of Man will be delivered. He says in the middle of verse 33, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and scribes. Now, clearly, Jesus is referring to the Sanhedrin. Here, chief priests and, uh, and scribes. The Sanhedrin was that governing body of the Jews, leaders of the Pharisees, leaders of the Sadducees, leaders of the, of the priesthood and their uh, scholars, uh, the scribes, called by several different names. He's knowing that they're the ones who were trying to orchestrate the outcome to make sure that he was killed. Now, notice the phrase, will be delivered. That's significant. It's in, it's in passive form. The verb delivered means to hand over, to give over, or deliver. It's a, that's a good translation of it. You put it together with the fact that it's in the passive voice, and it's clear Jesus was saying he understood he was going to wind up in the hands of the Sanhedrin because someone would sell him out. I bet he looked right at Judas when he said that because he knew. Two people in that group knew that Judas was the betrayer. You and I have read the rest. We know what plays out here. But this shows just how cold-hearted Judas was in doing his evil deed. 
It also shows how submissive Jesus was to the plan that he and the Father agreed upon before he came to earth. Well, the people around were amazed and fearful, of course. Jesus said, we're going up to Jerusalem. That's why they were amazed and fearful. He said, the Son of Man will be delivered. Next thing he said, they will condemn him to death in the middle of verse 33. Now, here's a new piece of information not contained in the first two predictions. Jesus had said before, they're going to kill him. They're going to kill me, meaning referring to himself as the Son of Man. But now he says they're going to condemn him to death. The condemnation implies he knew that there was going to be a trial. That's the only way you can pronounce a death sentence on someone. Now, the trial wouldn't be a matter of justice because justice would have had all of Jesus' accusers be the ones to die. But it would be a sham of a trial. But at least by having a trial, there would be a certain sense on the human level of some kind of justification to the murder of Jesus. Now, the trial that Jesus knew was going to happen actually comes in six stages We're going to see them when we get to that part of the story. Mark records it in Mark 14 and 15. We'll put together the picture of all that happened there. It can be kind of confusing, but I'll try to make it as simple as possible for you. So they were amazed and fearful. He said, we're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered. They will condemn Him. Next thing He says, they will hand Him over. Look at the end of verse 33. Behold, we're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn Him to death and will hand Him over to the Gentiles. Now, here's what's going on there. Israel was not an autonomous nation. Israel was never an autonomous nation from 586 B.C. until 1948 A.D., Even when they were back in the land, they were always under someone else's thumb. Now it's the Romans. They're part of the Roman Empire, and the Romans knew how to keep the peace. They allowed a certain amount of self-governing among the Jews as long as they paid their taxes and uh, didn't cause any, any troubles, and hence the Sanhedrin ran most of the affairs for most Jews, but they still had to pay the taxes. They had to pay homage to, to Rome. The Romans, though, though they allowed the Sanhedrin a certain amount of governing authority over the Jews, they did not allow the Jews to carry out the death penalty. So the Jewish authorities were going to have to hand Jesus over to Gentiles, specifically the Romans and specifically Pilate, Pontius Pilate, and they would have to convince the Romans to put Jesus to death. That six-phase trial that we're going to study later in this series is going to include three Jewish phases to get to the point that they hand him over, and then three Gentile Roman phases to the trial. If justice had ever been the real issue in any of those six parts, Jesus would never have been sentenced to the cross. But this whole thing is, it's not about man's justice. This is about God's plan, how in His mercy 
He provided His Son to die for your sins. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.